0: You are listening to Welcome to the Other Side, the podcast for parents navigating the turbulent waters of divorce and getting their footing in a new land. I'm your host, Meg Gluckman, certified coach and divorced mom of two kiddos, and I'm ready to share strategies for how you can move on from your divorce, how to co-parent without drama, and how to thrive in your post-divorce life. You are not alone on this journey. There's so much we can share together let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have been taking a lot of walks lately and listening to audio recordings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's a teacher and a speaker that I used to listen to back in my early to mid-20s, right around like 2010 or earlier and it's funny to come back to him and his teachings now and see how they land and I'm so enjoying hearing things that I have heard before but allowing them to resonate with me where I am in my life right now and as I've been doing this I've really been thinking about how we need to hear things multiple times during our life depending on where we are, depending on what's going on for us, different things land differently, right? Or the same thing lands differently for us. And so I thought I would bring you back, actually my very first episode of this podcast, back when I was calling it Powerful Decisions. This episode is about the four principles of powerful decisions. It is not specific to divorced parents or co-parenting, but you will see how you can apply any decision you're struggling with to these four principles and really make progress on it. Whether it's parenting decisions, whether it's co-parenting, negotiations, or setting boundaries with co-parenting, whether it's career changes, whether it's new relationships, you can bring any decisions to these four principles and be able to move forward a whole lot faster. So I hope you enjoy this trip back to the past and that you find these four principles super valuable. All right, enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of the Powerful Decisions podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you. I have a great big grin all across my face because I am so excited to take some of the tools that I use with my clients in our one-on-one sessions and translate it for you through this podcast into tools that you can really use in your life to make decisions easier I work with every single one of my clients around decision-making. They don't necessarily come in thinking that that's what they want to talk about or that's what they need help with. Um, But we find that always there's space to become a more powerful decision-maker. And sometimes that's around their relationships. Sometimes it's around their relationship with themselves. Um, Maybe it's around their body image or eating or drinking. Sometimes it's decision-making about their job or their business. Sometimes it's decision-making about their life, like what their goals are, what their vision is. And we can start with really small decisions sometimes um, that may seem almost inconsequential right? So a decision about, say, how much I'm going to drink tonight, or a decision about how to respond to an email. And we can work up into these larger decisions that I really think of as just being made of a lot of small decisions, like, should I stay in this relationship or not? Should I take this new job or not? Right? Though they seem heavier to us, they seem more consequential. And what we often find is that they're just made up of a lot of small decisions. So I have pulled together, after looking at how I coach so many of my clients around decision making, I've pulled together what I consider are the four principles of powerful decision-making and I think I should step back and say, why do we care about decision-making? Why, why does it matter whether or not we're making decisions in a powerful way in our lives? Let's remember that the human brain thinks somewhere around 40 or 60,000 thoughts a day, right? Right? Most of those are unconscious. Most of those, or a high number of them, right, involve making some sort of decision. So we are, we are not conscious of so many decisions that we make in our lives. There's, there's actually a very narrow band of decisions that we actually are super conscious about right? And so those are the ones that we're talking about here. We're talking about when we are aware that we have a decision to make, or we are aware that we could make a decision. How do we choose to make that decision? Um, What I find with my clients, if we are not making powerful decisions, then we're probably staying in a lot of confusion or we're staying in a lot of overwhelm and we might we might not even label it as indecision so much. We might just feel like our life, our lives are overwhelming to us. Okay. But for me, when I see that or when I hear from a client that they don't know what to do or life just feels overwhelming, that's my first flag that there's probably some decisions that aren't being made in their life. Another indicator of where we might not be making powerful decisions is if we spend a lot of time reacting to other people's decisions, but we actually aren't very clear about what we really want. So that could be at work, that could be in a relationship, um, it could be in a parenting situation, right where we are reacting a lot to what other people are doing but we aren't actually very clear about what we truly want another indicator of not making powerful decisions is if we spend a lot of time second guessing our decisions or we actually kind of half make decisions but then we backtrack on our decisions okay that tells me that we're not making those decisions from a powerful and empowered place. Another indicator that we're not making powerful decisions is if we tear our past self apart for the decisions we've made in the past, right? If we kind of self-criticize or shame our past self for making, and I'm doing air quotes here, the wrong decision, Then if we spend a lot of time thinking about that, actually, I feel like it's almost like if we spend any time thinking about that, that our past self made wrong decisions, that freezes us in the present moment and makes it hard for us to make decisions going forward. Okay. So if I hear clients criticizing their past self for making wrong decisions, I'm going to know that they're probably having a hard time making powerful decisions today. All right. And my last example of where or indicator of where someone probably isn't making powerful decisions in their life is if they spend a lot of time spinning on hypothetical outcomes of a decision, right? Like they go down a lot of different rabbit holes of like, well, this could happen or that could happen or this could happen, right? Um, Or, you know, somebody might react this way or somebody else might say this thing, but they don't actually, they're not responding from taking action. They're just responding or they're, they're spending a lot of mental bandwidth just on thinking through All these hypothetical scenarios, they're, they're not actually taking action that they can learn from, you know, concrete action that delivers concrete outcomes or concrete results. Okay. So those are all examples of when we can tell that someone isn't making powerful decisions. Okay. So I'm going to come back to these four principles of what are powerful decisions I'm going to go through them quickly and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll speak to each one. The four principles of powerful decisions are the first is make them intentionally. The second is like your reasons. The third is that you have your back afterwards. And the fourth is that if we want to learn from the decision, we evaluate it. Okay, let me go back through them now. So the first one is a powerful decision is made intentionally, right? So like I was saying, there's so many decisions that we make on a daily basis that are kind of under our radar, right? That are almost unconscious, There are also a lot of decisions that we just kind of roll with what other people want. They're not ones where we pause and we decide intentionally, this is what I want. Okay. Or this is the decision that I'm going to make. So when we talk about cultivating the skill of making powerful decisions, we're speaking about decisions that we pause and we make intentionally. The second principle is that you like your reasons for this decision. I would actually edit that almost to say that you love your reasons. I I know that some decisions we might only get to liking our reasons, but I aim for as much as possible that I love my reasons, for making this decision. So the difference is if I don't like my reasons for making this decision, then I'm not operating from a powerful place in my life. I might still know what my reasons are for doing it, but if I don't love those reasons, then I'm operating from a unempowered place in my life. And if I want to cultivate the ability to make more and more powerful decisions. I want to make sure that the decisions I make, that I love the reasons that I'm making them. And for me, this can start with something as basic as writing down all the reasons I want to make this decision and getting clear about what those are. All right. The next principle, number three, is you have your back afterwards. So this means I don't criticize myself for making this decision. So from where I am right now today, I don't look backwards and criticize my past self for making decisions. And I trust my future self that I'm not gonna look back on this moment and criticize myself for making this decision. It's truly about trusting that given the information that I have right now, given my mental situation, my physical situation, given the resources that are at my disposal, I am making this decision, you know, from the best of my ability. I'm making this a conscious, intentional choice, and I have good reasons. I love the reasons that I'm doing it. So from this space, I don't want my future self to criticize me, right? Like I don't want my future self to say I should have done something different. I want my future self to trust that I was doing the best that I could in this moment. And that is a... (laughs) That is like a micro decision within here, right? It is our choice whether or not we criticize ourselves in the future about this decision. Our brain may throw out (laughs) some negative critique of us, right? Because I like to think of our brain just as a thought factory, It's just churning out these thoughts, right? So if we have had a pattern in our past of self-critical thoughts, it's very possible that our brain in the future is going to churn out a self-critical thought about this decision. But we can decide right now, as we're making this decision, that I'm not going to encourage that thought. I'm not going to reinforce that thought in the future if it shows up. Instead, I'm going to choose a thought like I did the best I could given what I knew at the time. So just because our brain offers up a self-critical thought does not mean we have to believe it. I love the saying, I saw this on a bumper sticker once, that like you don't have to believe everything you think. I think it's so good. I use that so much for myself and for my clients. Just because your brain spits it out does not mean we have to believe it or reinforce it. All right. So that third principle again is you have your back afterwards. You don't criticize yourself for making this decision after you've made it. Then the fourth principle is if we want to learn from this decision, and that's an optional thing, right? There's some decisions where we just make them and we just roll on from there. But if there is something that we want to learn from this decision, whether it turned out the way we thought it was going to turn out or it didn't, both we can choose to evaluate if we want to learn from it. And this is where I like to put on just kind of like our scientist hat. If I want to learn from this decision in order to influence future decisions that I might be making, let me evaluate it like a scientist would evaluate it. And I, I have a few different evaluation tools that I use, but the one I most frequently use is super simple. And I do it as a writing exercise, and it's just got three parts to it. The first part is what worked. And I just make a list of everything that worked about this decision, right? How, how I came to make the decision, right? How I collected my reasons for making the decision that I did. Everything that I liked about the decision, then the second part of the evaluation is what didn't work. And I'm just honest about, okay, this, this is what didn't work so well. And I just list out those things. And then the third part of the evaluation is what would I do differently? Or what do I want to do differently in the future? And I just make a list of those things. Given what I know now, given what worked, given what didn't work, what do I want to do differently? And that's where my gold is, right? So I can learn from this experience, no matter whether it turned out like I was hoping or not, or in a way that I just had no clue was a possibility, I can always learn from it. And I think this is an important fourth principle and it, because it's very tied to the third principle where you have your back afterwards. Sometimes we have an idea that we have to be critical of our past self and kind of beat ourselves up for making quote unquote, the wrong decision. Because that's the only way that we will learn and prevent ourselves from making, quote unquote, the wrong decision again going forward. And what I want to offer is that that, like criticizing ourselves, is never helpful. It makes it harder to make future decisions. We feel crappy, it's just not helpful. And that's where this evaluation helps us because it provides us the opportunity to learn from that past decision and carry like new information new insights forward without needing to beat ourselves up okay so let me go through the principles one last time here they are the four principles of powerful decision making one you make decisions intentionally two you love your reasons for the decision. Three, you have your back afterwards. And four, if you want to learn from it, you evaluate the decision. And when we start doing all four of these principles and we start bringing them in to more and more decisions in our life, Right? we feel more empowered in our life. We trust ourselves more. We build self-confidence because we are taking action. We're making decisions and we're not beating ourselves up afterwards, no matter how things unfold, no matter what the outcomes are. And we actually, we just feel like we are, we are more actively creating the life that we want, right? Instead of just responding to what other people are throwing at us, (laughs) maybe throwing is not the best term, right? But what other people are choosing to do in their lives, instead of just responding to that, we are actively intentionally making decisions to create more of the life that we want. I really wanted to just lay out these principles in this first episode, because as we go into future episodes and I bring on past clients and current clients to talk about decisions that they have made, as I tell you more about decisions I've made in my life, I want you to see where these principles are active, right? Where we keep coming back to them, where... If they're not present, we can tell. We can tell that we're not making a powerful decision, right? And how we, how we adjust from there. So I would encourage you to just consider, are you actively using these four principles in your life right now? Is, is there a lingering decision That you know you want to make, but you're not making right now. Um, That if you brought these principles to it, might help you make it. I'm going to put these principles in the show notes so that you can review them over and over if that's helpful. I also encourage you to hop on my email list, which I'll also have the link in the show notes because I use my email list to dive deeper into these concepts. And I give lots of examples and I give lots of analogies so that folks can really easily start applying this to their lives. Thank you so much for joining me for this first episode. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called fearless co-parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful, and a little more fun. Bye for now.